So I recently went on a local podcast about Mansfield podcast. It's a great source of all the news you need uh, for Mansfield. So if you are in Mansfield school districts like we are, or you're a resident of Mansfield and you want to know what's going on, um, this is the best source of knowledge for the area. I believe it's the only podcast that podcasts about Mansfield um, specifically. So uh, check it out. I was a guest on the podcast talking about uh, everything Bitcoin, Bitcoin 101, and we'll go ahead and roll that in now. Looking at financial news over the past few days, one of the big financial items that has been in the news is that Bitcoin reached an all-time high last Friday. We thought we would bring in an expert here into the studio to talk about Bitcoin 101. From Stone Wealth Management, Financial Wealth Manager Philip Washington Jr. is here. Welcome to About Mansfield. Thanks for having me, Steve. Let's talk about the simplicities of, of Bitcoin for the 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 average Mansfield investor. First of all, what is Bitcoin? The simple version of Bitcoin is it is a rules-based monetary system. So let me explain it in a more simple way. So what, what Amazon did uh, for... For, for commerce was before Amazon, if if you were a small business who got crushed by Walmart, right, which was the story of the day 20 years ago, Walmart just crushing small businesses. If you wanted to list your goods and services uh, in Walmart to like try to maintain some business, you would have to go through these central buyers, right? These these buyers had all kinds of power, and it was like, like you were not going to get in unless you were tied in uh, from a from a network perspective. And so here comes Amazon, and and Amazon says, hey, we, we want to list, like if you have a business, you can list, anybody can list whatever you want on our site, uh, and our algorithm will connect the buyers with the sellers, right? So people who are looking for what you sell, if you have a good product and you list it right and you got good reviews, right, you'll show up and and Merit will, will, will win like it does in a normal marketplace, right? So Amazon uh, re-democratized the... Um, uh, merchant, you know, uh, process, um, and it got a lot of value for doing that. Right. Social networks did the same thing, right? You, you know, uh, Facebook and Twitter did it for written form. Um, you know, YouTube did it for video. Right now, all of them offer video. They all d- offer different things, but the same thing. You know, you had basically four news conglomerates that dictated news to everybody, um, and you know, whatever those people said was news was news. And then social networks democratize that so everybody can become uh, a media source, whether it be podcasting in our current form, uh, written word, video. And so, 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 and, and so now you have new technology attacking the money, right? Because the problem with the money is, you know, we have a political system where one side is blaming the other for the current woes. But the real reason for the wealth gap and everything is, is, is money printing, right? You have you have 12 people who literally decide the price of money, you know, for the world, and that affects every asset price. And, and so they get, they literally can go into a computer, because um, a lot of people, I think, the baseline of money is, and that'll be a whole episode, but the simple version of it is, in our current system, money is just accounting, right? There, there's a central database that accounts for who owns what, ran by a central small group of people, and they can at any time like just create more money and people think people when they hear that they go that doesn't sound good but i don't understand how it affects me well it 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 affects you because if you save your money 
in in that currency or any derivative of that currency, right? Because right. the derivative of the currency is our bonds, right? You you buy bonds to get future cash, right? You might buy real estate to get future cash, right? You buy stocks to get future cash, right? So um, when they print and create more money, it it over the long term makes the makes the purchasing power of that money worth less, right? I like to use the example of um, you know if if there are 10 hamburgers in a room and there are five people who like hamburgers, right? Fine, right? We don't have a lot of scarcity. But if there's 10 hamburgers and there's like 100 people in the room that all like hamburgers, right? Uh, that creates a problem because now yeah, those does. hamburgers are super, super scarce. And so with the, government, with the government's ability to just print or create more hamburgers, Right, we still have a limited amount of people and resources. It makes the value of uh, of that money, you know, worth less, and so um, so that creates a problem, right? Because now you have a political system where, um, if you're a rational person, it just makes sense for you to lobby and buy politicians and buy votes to influence your industry to make sure you get more of the the money when it gets printed out, right? And then it creates if when they print more money, if you have assets already, um, you get a bigger part of the pie too because it pushes the prices of those assets uh, higher right so that's that's the short version so same thing that amazon and social media networks did to democratize um um you know information for people and markets for people uh bitcoin specifically is a rules-based monetary system that says hey here's how dude here's how much money that will ever be printed 21 million never going to be any more if there is a change to the system then 51 percent of the people who monitor the network which can be anybody right um have to uh have to agree which means like if if we wanted to if we wanted to bail out these companies that got bailed out in 08 like 51 percent of the population would have had to agree to bail them out versus these small group of bankers that like used to work there (laughs) you know what i mean sure Uh, so so it, it and it's transparent so anybody can see the rules on like our current system right and so bitcoin is doing to the monetary system what all the other things did to, and, and by the way, this happens every hundred years, right? You have a, you know, new type of, really it's 50 years, but um, but you, you always have new um, monetary systems that come uh, about, um, so that, that's what Bitcoin's right. doing. And so if I understand this correctly, Bitcoin is, in a sense, like PayPal and Zelle and, and uh, Cash App, it's, it's a digital currency. So people are already used to, oh, do you take PayPal? Yes, I take PayPal. All right. So they're in the digital realm already. But if I understand this correctly, Bitcoin is an international currency. So, so there's a nuance. So, yeah, you, 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 you are, you're, you're right. It's an international currency. Let me, let me nuance it a bit. Because I don't want to simplify by saying it's PayPal because Bitcoin is more like the dollar, right? So, so um PayPal and um, Visa are like what we call like layer two technologies on top of the dollar. So meaning the the dollar is the currency that we use, right? And the only person that like makes the dollar is the Fed. Right. But we don't actually transact at that level, right? We we do business with our Visa cards, right? Um, or we can go to our bank and they can give us, you know, cash notes that they got from the central bank, right? So the system is run through the banks or the Visa network. Um, so they're like built on top of the system. And so Bitcoin is more the base layer system, but you do have things like 
you know, uh, El Salvador, or I'm sorry, Lightning Network that El Salvador uses to use payments uh, for Bitcoin. Um, and this may be confusing. With Bitcoin, you actually can, you can transact at the base layer and make it like PayPal, but just the, the fees and the speed doesn't really matter. It's better to do it at later, at, at later too. So, um, so it's cool. So that's why, that's why you're right. But what's happening is it's clunky to, to even though different than this system, you can uh, conduct business at the base layer, mm-hmm. right? The a- the applications of actually using it is, is being done at a different level, which Lightning Network is like a decentralized Visa network, right? Where anybody could plug into it and use it and it doesn't cost much and it's super fast. Anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world, right? Yeah. A- a- and I think another nuance too that's important um, that's built on top of what you're saying too is this is the first time where like if you're if the reason why paypal or there wasn't a paypal or a big system built in like argentina where the currency is not great Mm -hmm. is it's tough to build anything economically on like a weak foundation right if the currency is weak in venezuela argentina you can't build a paypal right because the currency is weak it's like a melting ice cube of, of money and so you can't build a strong network on that it had to be built in the strongest currency you know, in the world, the, the, the U.S., right? But, it, you know, so if I were born in Argentina, I'm just a smart, just entrepreneur, renewal, I couldn't build that. I, had, I would have to be in America. Um, this is the first time where you also, and this is where the world is moving, right? The world's moving digital, right? Um, borders are being eliminated, and, and, and you have other cryptocurrencies that you can choose to participate in, other currencies you can choose to participate in, but this is the first time where you can say, oh, wait a minute, I could, like, put my net worth in a digital economy of my choice. So if I like the rules of Bitcoin, I can put my net worth in Bitcoin, whatever percentage I want. If I like Ethereum or Solana, you know, it's like saying I can relocate my property from the U.S. to Greece to Argentina as I want. But it also also behooves you to understand economics so you can know which, you know, which system is better for your money. Oh, and that's why people hire you. <laughs> All right. All right. So Bitcoin reached an all-time high of, of $66,000. Now, your your average Mansfield uh, resident, okay, I got a few dollars to invest. Do they need $66,000 to buy a Bitcoin? I'm glad you asked that question. No. So every every Bitcoin is divisible by 100 million Satoshi. So I call Think of them like pennies, right? A you know, Satoshi. A Satoshi, yes. It's like a penny. It's like it, a penny. Okay. Yeah, we, in the short version, we call them sats, right? So sats. Okay. But it's like divisible. So if you have, like, literally, I bought, somebody sent me some money in this um, in this uh, digital wallet I have, mm-hmm. $5, and I just converted that instantly to Bitcoin, right? It wasn't a full Bitcoin. It was like some small number of sats. Yeah. But yeah, you can, you can most, you know, most people own just sats. To own one full Bitcoin... It's like, uh, you know, like you'll be royalty in the future. But very, <laughs> but, but very few now. Own For just one bit. Bitcoin. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But I mean, even now, most people don't have a full $66,000 into Bitcoin, right? I mean, that's the aspiration. And, but the price keeps going up and it becomes harder and harder to own a full mm-hmm. uh, Bitcoin. So, yes, yes. I'm glad you asked that question. And how, for instance, uh, you got a few dollars lying around. How does someone purchase Bitcoin? So it's becoming easier and easier because everybody's plugging into the into the uh, into the network. But you can you can buy it on Cash App. Um, you can buy Bitcoin uh, with Robinhood. You can actually buy it now with PayPal. Um, 
you have Bitcoin, you have native crypto wallets, you know, like the Strike app that I was talking about earlier that I use. Um, you want to do your do your research because, for example, if you buy Bitcoin on PayPal, you can't pull it out of PayPal. You got to keep it in their system for now. Hmm. Robinhood is the same way, but Robinhood's going to change the rules. Cash app is pretty free. You can buy wherever you want. Coinbase, same thing. Another platform where you can, where a lot of folks go, where you can buy it and pull it out or put it in wherever you want. Um, same with Strike, um, and they all have different fees, right? So it's like it's like the wild wild west, you know. Oh yeah. For buying Bitcoin, Lightning Network is actually the cheapest. I'm sorry, the Strike app is the cheapest, um, you know. But that's like the nuanced stuff, right? Um, but that that's where you buy it, right? I know your follow up question is probably going to be then once you buy it. How do you sell it, and or how do you use it to buy things? Yeah, so so um, there are. Let me first say there's two philosophies, right? Okay. Right now, Bitcoin is becoming the base layer asset of the world, but it's appreciating a lot, right? Um, and so it's 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 not the dominant base layer form of money for most people. So it has a lot of upside. So as long as it has a lot of upside, a lot of folks don't want to spend their Bitcoin. Like for 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 us, our Bitcoin is like not going to be sold for a long time, and we just spend dollars, right? It's kind of like you know if you if you have something on your balance sheet like cash that as they're printing at ten percent a year or more every single year, it's becoming less worth less. You actually want to spend the stuff that's not that's worth less today, right? Because it's it's not going to be worth much in the future. So let me get rid of that. Right. right, and let me save. It wouldn't make sense for me to spend my Bitcoin because it's appreciating at a stupid amount of money every, you know, uh, annually. Um, but if you did want to spend it, right, um, couple, you know, couple different ways. Uh, um, there are actually companies that will allow you to pay them in Bitcoin, right? Um, so I, I'm pretty sure this is still the case, but I know Dallas Mavericks, um, Cuban will take. Bitcoin for tickets, right? And sure. And so then they, they, they have a plugin on their site where there's like these different wallets, and I don't want to go nerding, but there's different wallets that you can use that you can put your Bitcoin in and pay them with, right? Um, so like the Strike wallet or the, uh, I think there's one called the Moon wallet. Okay. Or you can just pay with Bitcoin. You also have wall- wallets like the Moon wallet that I just mentioned where they you, you can also just pay them in Lightning, which is... Uh, it's it's a lower transaction cost than paying with Bitcoin, and it's faster. And so, so if if you're a know everything you know about Bitcoin, and you still want to spend it, but but you understand the network, then you're probably going to spend on Lightning because it's cheaper cheaper cost, uh, and and faster. Um, and so, uh, but in general, for most people that are starting out, I'm like, for now, just worry about buying it and owning it. Don't worry about spending it l- later because that's like a a two-hour podcast episode, <laughs> you know, okay. on, on how to do that. The uh, all right. So the the all-time high last week over sixty-six thousand for one Bitcoin. Is it too late to invest? N- n- no. So he- here's the here's the here's the case, right? So if so, going back to Amazon in twenty years, Amazon became a I think it's a two trillion dollar company right now by solving the commerce problem. And it's not done growing, right? Amazon's still growing at 20, 30% a year. Um, um, and so then and then Facebook's big, you know, Apple, which is all the big problem I didn't even mention, it's pretty big. Google's, Google's who, these are all, these are all trillion dollar companies right. for solving a problem that's smaller than a money problem. So if you look at the money problem and you look around the world, there's like over a hundred trillion dollars of bonds 
in cash that are earning less than the rate that the governments are printing money at. Meaning, um, you know, if 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 you own, if you have, you know, money, let's put a number to it, a million dollars, right, in bonds, and they're paying you 2%, but the government is printing money at 10% a year, that means you're actually losing 8% of your in purchasing power, right? And let me, let me make that make sense. What that basically means is in nine years, that million dollars can only buy like half of what it bought nine years before, right? You're still looking at the account and you still see a million, but it's buying half of what it can buy. So, so then you look at that and you go, well, who owns those bonds, right? Retirees, pensioners, bond managers, right? And, and they all understand what I understand. They're like, this is a melting ice cube of money, right? Right. And, so that Tesla that I'm looking at, I may only be afford, uh, able to afford half a Tesla in, in 10 years. Right, right, yeah. Even though I still have the same amount of money, but the purchasing power isn't there. Perfect. Just like housing, right? If you look at if if you look at the what houses cost in 1970 versus now, they were a lot cheaper. Or 19 or 2000 versus now, they were a lot cheaper. The the real cost of a house didn't actually go up. The value of our money went down. People are like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, if you just if you are if you want to be a nerd, I don't I'm not gonna explain how to do this, but if you price houses in gold, the price of a house, a shirt, pants have been the same for thousands of years, right? Hmm. S- assuming similar square foot. But because the money is going down in value, it, it makes the appearance of the cost of the good going up. But it's like the value of the money is going down, um, and so um, so th- so that's that's what happens, right? It you, you actually can buy less because that money is 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 lower in value, and so um, so all these folks know it, um, but they just can't take a trillion dollars and throw it into Bitcoin right now, right? Because the price would run up. It's going to be a slow kind of gradual process. But here's where I'm going. Once you understand that. And you see them being pulled in. The reason why you see all the big banks and companies pulling in because now they know it, and now it's a, it becomes like game theory, right? It's like, well, I don't want to be the last, right? right. I don't want to be the first, but I don't want to be the last, right? And so they're they're positioning and coming in. So if so, you can say, all right, if you just freeze the assets in the world today, because because by the way, that hundred trillion dollars of bonds that they're printing at ten percent a year, that's going to be like two hundred trillion in seven years, right? So the the, the amount of money is going to increase that number but let's just stick with the math and say a hundred trillion dollars you know let's let's say out of that money bitcoin gets you know 20 trillion of it yeah right um when bitcoin was worth was 50 grand a coin it was about a trillion dollar asset right so if it if it's going to get 20 trillion of the 100 trillion that's not worth it that's not earning much that's typically like the safe foundational asset of today um, that's 20 times from, from where it is right now. So it's, it's 20 or if, at 50 grand. So 50 times 20 is a million dollars, right? Per coin. Right. Right. And so, um, that's a long way of saying, yeah, a million dollars of Bitcoin is easy, a easy price in the next 10 years, right? For me in the next five years, um, knowing what I know and talking to people who are institutional, um, investors and platforms that work with us, institutional investors, like, that's a chip shot, and they know it. It's just a matter of like um, um, the time. So, so that's you know. So no, it's not too late to buy Bitcoin at sixty-six thousand dollars because I'm gonna buy. You know, I'm gonna be buying up to a million or more. Cause I think I think the number is actually higher, right? So to you, Bitcoin's still on sale. Bitcoin is still cheap. It's yeah. like buying New York real estate in like 1905. <laughs> you know. So to recap, 
uh, Bitcoin, digital currency, uh, usable worldwide, easy to purchase, Cash App, PayPal, or through Lightning and, and other, uh, uh, other platforms. Uh, you don't have to buy a full Bitcoin, $66,000. You can buy sats or satoshis, uh, which are like pennies to the dollar. And, um, and it's not too late to buy. Not too late to buy. Here's one more important point we didn't cover. Storage. Yes, sir. Storage. Because once you buy it, right, um, one of the things that I would be most afraid of, knowing what I know about tech, is if you buy Bitcoin, and if you get into it, you're going to read about hacks, right? right? People losing their Bitcoin. Um, if you leave it on your phone or on an exchange, it can be hacked, right? That's, that's the people who still will find the easiest way to steal something. Um, so you don't want to keep it exchange. You actually want to pull it off the internet completely, which is called cold storage, right? So think of it like the, we, we had USBs that, that store data, right. important data, right, off of a server on a USB. So there's these special hardware wallets created for cryptocurrencies uh, and Bitcoin where you pull it off uh, and you have like this long password to get into it. But, um, but you, you want to store it offline, right? And you can do it on a hardware wallet and and... For people that are even nervous about that, because they're like, "Well, what if I lose my, you know, my 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 passcode to my wallet?" Like the guy in San Francisco, he, right? Who apparently has millions and millions, millions of dollars. No, like it's like hundreds of millions of dollars. And he's missed what eight of the ten times. Uh, yeah, he two more, and he's yeah, and he's finished. locked out. Yeah, so 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 is one where um, um, there's new companies being built that will. There's something called multi-signature, right? This is super nerdy, but it's like it's like um, the simple version is if you were a company, you would say, "Hey, Philip, I know you and your wife are worried about storing your Bitcoin. So, so what about this? What about we break it up into you know we break up your passcode into three different you know keys, and I keep one, right? You keep one, and then uh, and then you keep uh, a copy of it on your phone, right? Um, and so that way, if I want to move it, do anything, I can do it as long as I remember my key because I got my phone and my and my and my key code, right? And, and you can, and I can, my wife can have a copy of like the the part of the keys that I have, right? I can spread those out. Sure. But as long as I know what that key code is and I have my phone, right, I can move it wherever I want. But if I ever lose like my key code, right, my piece, my wife loses hers and we forget about it. Well, you still have a piece. I still have it on my phone, right? So, so now we can still, I can call you and say, hey, I, Steve, I need your company to move this, right? So I'll use my phone and your, and if I lose my phone, right, but then I still have my key. So it's, and, 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 and you can do um, two out of three, three out of five, like you can make it like to military grade security level, right, that we have access to as consumers now mm-hmm. through these companies that offer these multi-signature um, uh, deals, which is, which if people want to know how the government protects the nuclear missile stuff, like it's through this type of technology, right? The reason why nobody can hack and just blow us up, right? It, it type yeah. of technology, you know, this this multi-sig crypto cryptograph cryptographic technology, right? Sure. So companies are offering it to people who want to store um, uh, their Bitcoin and crypto in in these type of systems. So yeah, but that's the safest way to do it. 
If a Mansfield resident wanted more information, whether it's about crypto or financial wealth management, uh, how, how can they find out more about your service? Yeah, so I would go to stonehillwealthmanagement.com, right? On the front page of my website is a, I don't know, I forget, it's like five, six page Bitcoin white paper I wrote about mm-hmm. the intro. It also has a link to my podcast, which I record here. Right here? Podcast Man Phil Studio uh, daily, Monday through Friday. And I talk a lot about Bitcoin, crypto. Uh, stuff like that, and other other investments. Um, but that's the best way, StonehillWealthManagement.com. I put it all on that website. Philip Washington, Jr., appreciate your time. Thanks for being on About Mansfield. Thank you for having me.